Hey there, folks. Welcome back. It's the Uticast episode number 990. Wow. Crazy times. Crazy times. We're spending them today with Utica College Athletic Associate Director for Sports Information and External Relations, Gil Bergmaster. A crazy, crazy strong first name and a strong interview. Uh, plus, we're going to be talking about our history lessons. Uh, we're going to be talking about bands being deported, uh, new forms of matter, bathroom bands, and Joe Pesci, plus much, much, much more. All that this week, episode number 90. So good. Send down, downward onto us here in the studio for episode number 90. Yeah, it's, a, it's the coldest episode to date, probably. <laughs> the coldest episode of the 90. Uticast Studios' carbon footprint surging upwards as we burn all this wood in the fireplace. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so it's been very cold. It's been cold everywhere, though. It's not just cold in this house. It's also disgustingly cold outside. It's been you very know, cold. I wouldn't know. I haven't been out there today. <laughs> Today was the rare day I've not left the house yet. It's what, like five o'clock? It was all right. I gotta tell you, it was nice to get one. And I gotta tell you, we are uh, ready. We're preparing to bunker down for the oncoming bunker. You gotta hunker down. Yeah. Bunker. Yeah. Oh, it's bunker. bunker down. Like you're bunkering up in your bunker. I was assumed. No, no, no. Hunker down. Hunker down. I think so. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I think that's right. We can we can Google this on or off the air, but I feel like I'm right. Do I don't want, know. No. Do you want to bet? No. No. I don't <laughs> no. want to bet. We've talked about my degenerate gambling, and we'll get to that later on in the oh, show. Man. Uh, we actually have a segment sort of centered around that. What, your degenerate gambling? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit, though. Um, so, a couple of house cleaning things to, uh, to get into before we start talking about some segments here. Uh, you may have noticed, still a little short-staffed here, a little short, short-handed me and Kev doing it, two-man crew, two-man power trip out here this week. Uh, but next week... We're bringing in somebody to try uh, to give it a shot in the third seat. Is that so? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that so? Yeah, I'll give you guys a hint. She is a two-time member. She's a two-timers club member, so she's been on the show twice. Okay. Uh, she's a woman, obviously. Right. Uh, and she's not Kate Riley, which is what everyone assumed, I that would imagine. That would have been, been my first guess, right? That, that would have yeah. been a lead favorite for that right there yeah. if you had said that to me. Yeah, but she'll be on next week. We'll, uh, we're will we going to give her a trial by fire. I think I'm going to pretend that I don't know and pretend like it's going to be a surprise and I don't yeah. know right now for narrative purposes. So. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to find out who it's going to be next week. I know, either can I. You should tune in. Uh, I can tell you who our guests are going to be next week, though. That never happens. a rare commodity. I know exactly who the guests are going to be for next week sometimes. Uh, the boys from Bite are returning to make their two-time return to the show. I went into Bite Bakery a couple weeks ago, and yeah. it was packed. I bet. They're always packed. packed. Every time I go there, it's, it's packed. Crazy. Okay, uh, so what's going on locally? I guess the big local story is there was no St. Patrick's Day parade. There was none. No, no, no Saint... parade. They postponed it like late on Thursday night. Mm. It's going to be uh, the two weeks from now, 25th, 26th, whichever that Saturday is. You might have more insight in this than I would. Tons. Why? <laughs> I've heard a lot of people ask why the 25th, and I've come up with a couple reasons why it wouldn't be this weekend, but I just was making them up. Is there a good reason why it's not this weekend coming Let me up? hear your reasons. We'll see. 
My reasons were basically like every ours was a like a week early, right? Like our parade was a week early from what would normally be considered the St. Patrick's Day parade, right? Right. Everyone else probably has it on this normal day, right? Like, were we like trying to beat it ahead of the curve a little no, bit? Being a week I think, ahead, I think we were the same. I think Syracuse did theirs this past week. Oh, okay. A couple other people did as well. Um, it's my my guess would be, and I don't know this for sure, mm. but my guess would be is like it, it takes time to get this whole thing situated and put together. And yeah. sometimes, like even though you had the plans in place for a specific Saturday, sometimes mm. as weird as it may sound. Seven days is not enough time to turn it around and run it back the very next weekend. So I'm guessing they gave themselves another week to buy out some time. And maybe the weather doesn't look too favorable coming in this week either. Doesn't look I'm not really good. sure it doesn't look favorable for today. They say we're supposed to get... One of my favorite things you'll ever see in a weather forecast I saw today. When they say one inch of snow per hour expected. I like when the snow per measures hour, up yes. inches like hours. I like that. Like it's been seven hours, seven inches of snow. Well, you know what it is? Cause you That's think heavy it, snow. You think about it, because you're like an inch an hour, you're like, well, an inch is only this much, right? But it's all, that all adds yeah. up very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, no St. Patrick's Day parade, moved to the 25th. Parade was canceled. Did, a lot of people still went out, though. Yeah, I think it made it for a weird party vibe, it seems like, from everything I've heard. I think people's plans seem to got broken up everywhere. From what I understand is I think a lot of people went like early and we're like no yeah this is too cold yeah oh yeah for sure that was my but i wouldn't know because i stayed home and stayed home made oh, some breakfast great. did not go out it was way too cold that's how i'm getting old when it's like i'm just it's too cold to go out and go down years past years prior 23 year old me probably would have charged right down there i think it's nothing to do. i think you know you're getting old when anything can become an excuse for not doing something because if it was the summertime i'd be like you know i'm getting old when it's, it's too hot to go out 90 oh, degrees it's too hot down there oh, it's too hot to go out <laughs> man too hot it's springtime. It's like, oh, it's too way too temperate. What a beautiful day. I'm not going to waste it inside at <laughs> some event. I'm going to be here in my house wasting it here. Um, uh, speaking of which, something that happened this week that I didn't pay attention to, Daylight Savings Time happened this weekend. Did you know Yeah, no, that snuck up on me. That snuck right up on me. Nobody had mentioned I hadn't heard. I managed to get away this year um, or this season without hearing about it, and so it was uh, quite the shock. Uh, Actually, you'll hear a million articles and people talk about it since it happened about is daylight savings time still necessary in today's digital age? And, to you know, there's a lot of arguments about whether it does and doesn't and who it affects. Uh, one, I would say uh, it doesn't really matter. All things considered, I don't think it cares. But I think that it used to be a bigger deal when your phones and things didn't change automatically for you, right? I don't have to change a time on my phone. I woke up on Saturday, on Sunday and it was already changed for me. Yeah. I know what time it is, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have that moment of panic like when I was a kid, right? If you're like, like oh my God, I'm an hour late. You're like, oh no, wait, I just didn't turn all the non-digital clocks manually can't back can't use that as house. an excuse anymore either. Yeah, no more excuses no for No more anybody. excuses. Everybody know. knows what time it is. You can't try to like be late the next day somewhere and be like, oh, I totally thought it was three o'clock, not four. Hey, speaking of no more excuses. Oh, boy. Uh, Syracuse basketball is not, not attending the big dance for the March Badness NCAA basketball tournament uh, selection Sunday. Was... You had to know. You had to know that that was going to happen. Yeah, listen, I'm a big-time Syracuse Orangeman fan. I got out of the Orangeman tattooed on my arm. GFOP Kate Riley, alumni. Uh, GFOP Chris Mandry, alumni. We got deep ties to the Syracuse Orangeman. Like, a deep love in my heart. That being said, I'm going to say something that's going to upset the fans. It's going to upset them, okay? For all you people out there, and I've seen a lot of you out there, being like, oh, Syracuse got the snub. No, sir. No, no, sir. They did not get snubbed. 19 and 12 is not a good enough record. 
to get into, or what is it, 17 12? 19 12? It wasn't good. You lose in the first round of the ACC tournament. Uh, just not good enough, my friend. Not good enough. All right. Sorry about that. So, uh, because Syracuse, though, isn't in the, in the NCAA tournament, I'm free to just pick teams willy nilly and choose like favorites. So, I'm still kind of into the tournament right now. Okay. You got any sleeper teams you like in the tournament or any, any squads you like personally? Oh, man. This isn't going to be helpful content wise, but I really haven't even taken a look yet. I'm not sure who's good. Um, I've got the teams that I always kind of like. If they're in there, we'll give them a kick, I assume. Maybe there might be like a North Carolina in there. They're in there. They're I in like there, I a North Carolina. Um, who else? I like, uh, I'm a big Gonzaga guy. I was always a big Gonzaga Seems guy. Seems like you would be a Gonzaga mm. guy. That makes sense. Shout out, though, to my team. Uh, I know they're number one seed and all, so it's not like a sleeper pick. I'm a big fan of Villanova and Coach Jay Wright. I like both those dudes. Okay. I like their style. You okay. know why? Because I used to play as them in uh, Sega Genesis's College Slam, and they were pretty good. Fair Villanova. enough. Wildcats. Fair enough. Um, I hope Duke loses. I do hope Duke I'll loses, take that. Certainly. I'll always take Duke. They're one of those teams. Mm. I don't have to know what's going on. I just want them to lose, irregardless of mm. circumstance. Uh, I do want to... Uh, we're going to come back to this in just one second. I want to talk about last week's poll results before we move on. So last week, we did the poll about feuds people would be most interested in seeing. Uh, Tesla... Versus Edison won handily over uh, Biggie and Tupac and Al Capone and Bugsy Marone. So, uh, obviously, everyone agrees. I think Tesla's one of the coolest people on the planet. I, like, yeah, we were saying that. Yeah. I think it's why. I think that it makes sense yeah. that that would win, too, because other ones have sort of been done to pieces, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those ones where it seems like there's still probably a lot of room for it to be explored. Um, so, thanks for reaching out on the poll last week, folks. Thanks a lot. Good times. Uh, we have a new poll this week, and because of March Madness, I'd like to try and keep it in the same sort of sporting vein. So I'm thinking maybe what's the best sporting event, right? Like, because these are the these are the here are the ones I came up with. I need like a little help on this. I'm thinking obviously March Madness. People talk about March Madness is like the best sporting event, right? One of the all time best championship games. That's the thing that I've heard. Um, Super Bowl, obviously. I'm not a big fan of the Super Bowl, but it is probably the most popular sporting event uh, in America, certainly. Yep. Um, I said the World Cup. I'm a huge soccer fan. I love the World Cup. I think it's got potential. I would make an argument for the World Cup. I think there are some people who would. Am I missing anything? Maybe maybe the Olympics? No. That... I mean, yeah, kind of, but no, not really. Mm. It No, it, it's... I, you have to look at it. You have to look at the merits of something being an event that happens every year to something that yeah. happens every couple of years. Yeah, it's I true. think that'd be one of the knocks on the World Cup as well. Mm. Mm. Um... But I think those are all contenders. But like you can't really say like if you start talking about things like World Cup and Olympics, you have to get rid of something like a March Madness because that's true. That's it a just good point. doesn't matter on the level of the World Cup. Like, all right, so what to we, an international standpoint. So what do we mean? say that we'd say like Super Bowl, March Madness? I suppose like the, I guess like the NBA and NHL Finals and all that kind of stuff, right? I feel like if we put NHL Finals on the poll, NHL is going to win because we're like loaded with hockey fans. You play heavy to the demographics. We play heavy um, to the demographics. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I'm thinking Super Bowl and March Madness. I guess the World Series is still somewhat important to some people, right? When it's the Yankees are playing, yeah. <laughs> I'll watch a game here and there. I'm not super inclined to watch the whole World Series. You like the NBA Finals. I like the NBA Finals. I love the NBA Finals. I don't know if the NBA Finals is as popular as it should be. I'm going to throw it on the list anyway. We're going to find out. Yeah, so NBA Finals, oh. World Series, NBA March Finals Madness. is going to get crushed in this poll, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, that's wrong. <laughs> that's the wrong thing, but, you know. 
Alright, so I'll try and come up. I'll try and limit it to four or five when we get in there. So I'll put it up after the show. Remind me to put the poll up after the show. Put the poll up after the show. Okay, so let's get into a couple. I'm telling you right now. Remember to put the poll up after the <laughs> do show. It, do it now. That's the only reminder you get. You got this whole notebook. <laughs> I do have a giant notebook. So, uh, let's get into uh, some news stories this week. I liked this one. This one made me laugh. Uh, Italian band, an Italian band, Soviet Soviet, uh, was blocked from playing uh, the South by Southwest Festival this week uh, because of work visas. They were uh, detained entry to the United States, jailed, and deported back to Italy. (laughs) So uh, I have a couple thoughts on this. One, this is kind of a power move if you're a band. Like, I feel like this is the kind of good PR in a way, right? Yeah. You couldn't, yeah. You, <laughs> you can't buy this kind Absolutely. of PR. There's no way whatever whatever the hell they were going to slap together for six to eight songs at some weird place in Austin was going to get them the kind of press that getting, like, banned and deported and jailed up mm. could get them. Especially for, like, something that's not violent, they didn't do anything bad, their visas were just wrong. You know yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, work okay. visas. But it's made a lot of the news stories, so I'm thinking, like, is this actually part of their... Do they plan this? Or is it just a happy, unfortunate incident? Best like, of a bad situation. Best of a bad situation, okay. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, if they planned it... When life gives you lemons. It's pretty smart. It's pretty, pretty smart. All right. Uh, I got another one here for you today. This is a, this is a good one, right? Uh, MIT researchers have created a new form of matter. Yeah, I saw that today. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It's like what? It's all right. It's called a super solid. Because uh, all right, so <laughs> it's it combines the properties of a solid. Somebody strap in because we're yeah. not going to dive way outside of our depth. <laughs> <laughs> the properties of solids, as well as those of Superfluids. Now, this is the part, this is the first paragraph of the, I'm going to read you the first paragraph. MIT physicians have created a new form of matter, a supersolid, which combines the properties of solids with those of superfluids. Within those, that first sentence, I have a multitude of questions. <laughs> like, yeah. so many questions. I. This is just a reminder to me that, like, when I was a kid, my mom would tell me, like, Why don't, you should have been a doctor. You should have been like a scientist. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I'm glad that there are people, brilliant minds at MIT, researching these new types of matter uh, and superfluids. Which um, I'm going to read you just a quick definition of a superfluid. You ready for this? Okay. Uh, a superfluid would be like if your coffee was a superfluid and you stirred it, it would continue to spin around forever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's a hell of a fluid. No, I, the, it's fluid in the sense that I would imagine super fluid. Like when they say it would spin around forever, it means that it's like it's so. Yeah, I don't no, know. I can understand what they're trying to say, but there's no way I can explain it. I sound like an idiot, so I'm gonna let it. Gonna let it just this was the problem that I had when researching this today. I was like, I don't know. I feel like I see this all the time with like huge science stories, and I always wish that there was a secondary article to explain to me is this a big deal and why. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like I can read it and I can appreciate it, but I wish there was a better resource for grasping it in more layman's terms. Because it's mm. really interesting stuff, but like a lot of times you'll read it and it's really, really dense, like scholarly writing. Mm. I just need like a listicle about the new form of matter or something. <laughs> All right, and uh, we're going to close up this segment with the last story I found today. So you could tell that this was about the time where I was like, "All right, we're we're done finding material for today." Uh, police in North Yorkshire were called to a high school this week after <laughs> toilet breaks were limited to two toilet breaks a day. 
<laughs> the school announced to the student body that they were limiting the times you could use the student bathrooms between 11.05 and 11.25, so 20 minutes between then, and 12.25 and 12.45. Very draconian bra- uh, bathroom uh, bathroom methods, to steal your word from last week. Um, <laughs> 40 students rioted, and they had to call the police. That's uh, unreal. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to unpack here. One... Why did the school think they could get away with this? It's it, it's nice that... I mean, it's nice that we can laugh about this happening in England because they're not all loaded to the teeth with guns, both police and students. Yeah. And so they're just out there. I mean, you can't... I can understand you can make the argument that like students probably don't need to go to the bathroom. On an average day, two bathroom breaks should be more than sufficient. But on right. the days when it's not... It's really, really not, and you can't make that rule for kids and just be like, yeah, this is your window of time. Like, it's one of those things. I feel like school administrations do stuff like that all the time, where it's like you're trying to do something, but it's really misguided way of going about it. Yeah, by one but, o'clock, by one o'clock after the, on the day that this had been, uh, well, there was already outrage. A lot of parents were calling this a breach of human rights, which I don't think they're wrong on. It yeah. seems like, seems like an overstatement, but it's probably not. <laughs> probably yeah. not. Uh, so yeah, man, like I'm a big fan of England. Big fan of London. Chill. Just let people go to the bathroom, guys. Just just let them go. <laughs> it's no big deal. I'll tell you what, though. I wonder what they did to riot. I am curious, too, right? They just, like, toilet, like, TP everything? That would make sense. It's on brand, since it's bathrooms, right? Just toilet paper all the trees outside? What? Hello, no. we will go whenever we want. That was the chant. I, I wanna, I'm i going to bet that that didn't happen. I bet that didn't happen. Better hunker down and find out. Uh, bunker, hunker, bunker. bunker. We're gonna come back to that. Uh, that's the poll. Is it hunker or bunker? I'm not even gonna look it up. No, gonna... We're not gonna listen. The, listen, we're not gonna put truth and a fiction to poll. Last time we did that, uh, Donald Trump became the president. We're not trusting the people to decide what the facts are. Just we'll look it up. Just because my facts are more bigly than yours oh. doesn't mean that. All right, let's just get into this week's. Uh, I won't interview. be back after the interview. <laughs> let's get back. Let's get to this week's interview. Uh, with the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Information and External Relations. Oh my God, what a long title. I, t- I can't wait to break this title down. Uh, with Gil Bergmaster, who I need to, we need to talk a minute Gil about. Gil Is this not the strongest, like, name, like, straight up we've had on the podcast? Like, the single strongest uh, we've name. We've had some good names. Gil, Gil Bergmaster is very strong. <laughs> it's, it's one of the strongest names I've heard in a long time. Uh, and Gil is a great guy. We are happy to have him as we get uh, ready for the March 24th and 25th NCAA Division III Men's Hockey Championships. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit more. We'll be back to the show in just a moment. We're here 
with Gil. I have to say though, um, and it's sound effects, so. Gil Birdmaster is one of. I've said it a couple times. We already recorded the episode. One of the strongest names we've ever had on the show. Yeah. At what, at what age did you know you had a very strong name? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fair question. Um, you know, you, you start looking in your roots, and 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 uh, it has a German uh, flavor to it. Uh, and I, I always, you know, Gil was my my uncle's name. Mm. Uh, that his name was Gilbert. My parents went mm. with Gil and uh, Bergmaster. Always a strong name. Berg. So I got a lot of Bergies, a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, my dad would be, you know, Papa are, Berg. Are you Bergy around your buddies, or are you? Uh, you know, that's probably more my dad's nickname, but that, it gets thrown around. You know how it goes. Uh, now I have to reference this because when I found out that I was interviewing you, I talked to Katie and everybody. Yeah. I have to say, the first thing I think of when I hear the name Gil is the character from The Simpsons. I don't know if this is a reference <laughs> that you're familiar with, and if it is, are you sick of hearing about it, or is it something you're aware? of? You know, of? I don't, I don't get it that much. It, was he? A, was he? Uh, Gil was kind of like the. He was a. Extra character on the show, he was kind of like a down and out businessman. Yeah, type. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is the last one for old Gil. That's like, you know, that's the first thing I'm like, I wonder if he's gotten that because I no, get that a lot. You, with... you catch it on occasion. It's usually a school janitor or something of that nature. Because I, uh... well, I caught that a lot with like Sam growing up. It's like, oh, green eggs and ham. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> that's funny though. I, now that you mentioned, I do remember the Gil character, and he's a, he's a good one. So. Uh, but Gil, uh, you are. I'm going to butcher this at least once. You are the Associate Athletic Director of Sports and Information and External Relations for Utica College. Sure. Uh, and we're here today mostly to talk about the NCAA Division Three Men's Hockey Championships. Uh, yep. But first, before we do that, let's get into a little bit of information about you. Uh, as a professional journalist, I did a little bit of research on you before you came in here. Uh, so you can correct me or uh, on anything I get wrong. Please feel free. My assumption is, based on this, that you were not actually born here in Utica. You were from Rochester? Yeah, from Rochester originally. Uh, grew up there, went to college out there. I'm from Spencerport, which is on the west side of Rochester. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One and of the things we talk about in the show a lot is the stereotypes of the places that you grew up in. And sure. If you feel like, uh, I spent a little bit of time in Rochester as an adult, uh, like doing band stuff out there. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious at what it was like to grow up there. Like what was the what was the vibe? You know, I, I grew up there, and I I think living in a certain place is is all like your college selection, and like it's all about what you make of it, and that's been my take on living in Russia because I think cities have stigmas about them, especially sure. with those people that live in those cities. Sure, of course, it's always yeah. interesting to hear what people what people think about the city they uh-huh. live in. It's always gray. There's always overcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same similar things in, in Rochester, but. I had a blast in Rochester. Sure. I loved Rochester. Sure. I went to college there out in St. John Fisher. All my good friends and family are out there. Um, so they're still out there right now, family? Yeah, okay. yeah. Still a family. Uh, mom, dad, sister are out there. My brother lives in Buffalo. You got one brother, one sister? One brother, one sister. You're the um, oldest? I'm the youngest. Youngest. Good man. Youngest. Good for you. Good for <laughs> Thank you. you. Smart. And, uh, yeah, that was a good choice. Um, and, you know, I, I got the job in Utica right out of college. Mm. So I came out here... Almost 12 years ago now, and I was uh, about 21, 22 years old, so I've been living here for a while. You mentioned St. John Fisher a little bit. Um, what was that? What was your experience like out there? I've heard a lot. I, I, I work uh, for like uh, a program that does a lot of like college visits, so I'm, I'm cool. somewhat curious about like what goes on. Like, What was your experience at St. John? Was like, What was your major? Yeah, so similar to Utica College and mm. that's a small private school, it's sure. more like it's more in the Catholic tradition, although it operates as a very traditional college, uh, it's just, although you, you take a religion course or yeah. something of that nature. 
so small school so you know everybody mm-hmm. and the small class sizes and all the kind of the traditional mm-hmm. small nice. school small school feel um beautiful campus in I've heard Pittsburgh, that. Yeah. really nice um but you know I, I would compare it a lot to Utica College mm-hmm. and and um I had a great time there what like I said made lifelong friends and sure. loved it and I was a communications major I had a minor in sports studies, and, and that, that's where I kind of got Communications, into sports. So did you have yeah. any idea at that point in time what you were thinking about doing for the future? Yeah, I always kind of wanted to work in sports. I played college baseball there. Sports guy. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I always wanted to work in sports in mm-hmm. some fashion. And then when I found uh, sports information, which is mm-hmm. marketing and media sure. relations for sports, mm-hmm. at Fisher as an opportunity as an internship, mm-hmm. I kind of navigated towards that, did that a couple of years, and then... Hired on as an assistant out there, and then I, I transitioned to a full-time workout here. Well, you came over directly from lacrosse practice, I believe, is what you're... Yeah, lacrosse game. We, <laughs> lacrosse just, beat, game, we just beat Potsdam, uh, 14-11, men's lacrosse. Are you a fan, or are you just part of the, you part of the coaching staff, or...? All right, so marketing and media relations in college athletics we do all the statistics at all the games we do game management where um you know we're operating the press box area any live video any social media any Uh, i was taking pictures today my assistant was doing stats we have a public address announcer there um somebody's running Mm. the video board so there's a lot of kind of components to uh putting together a game and, and we do a lot of the that I'm curious about that a little bit because you're right around the same like age range as I am. Yeah. Uh, social media is a huge presence in the sports and like covering sports now. Was that something that was even on your radar at the time when you were getting ready for this? In the same no. Time? So <laughs> the internet has kind of blown the job right up. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. blown any marketer's mm-hmm. job right right uh, right up. Well, so it gives us a whole new platform to not necessarily rely on traditional media in mm. order to uh, promote our teams sure. or to promote ourselves or whatever the case may be. And it's really a, a fun space to, mm. to be involved in and it's important space for us you know, yeah. to that, reach people. To a certain extent, that's one of the reasons that I've, I fell in love with the podcasting format. Uh, I, I feel, even now to the level that we do it here, I feel like it's an interesting community that I just wanted to be a part of. Right. Yeah. And there's an and it's an interesting vibe that you wouldn't think of. It's like I, I didn't feel that way when I was a musician. Like I was a musician because I liked playing music and I liked just doing my thing. But like the podcasting thing is odd because people who like podcasting really like it. And then the other people are asking me what a podcast is. And that's like those seem to be the two extremes. Sure, sure. Um so what would you say is your sport of choice? It's hard to put one on the pedestal, but you are wearing the hockey jacket yeah. as you in here. Well, so I I never played hockey, but um <laughs> And I wasn't a huge hockey fan, but then moving to Utica and mm-hmm. being kind of ingrained in the hockey culture here, yeah. that is, that you know, of, um, it's hard not to enjoy the sport, uh, certainly. I don't know that. Uh, baseball's always been my favorite sport. Baseball. But, but hockey uh, is, is, is a lot of fun. I Look, I have so much free gear. <laughs> I'll tell <right> you. <laughs> well, listen, like, I, we just talked about this before you came on because uh, we recorded the segments uh, earlier today. I have a lot of people who come on the show who are big hockey guys. Like, sure. Whether makes sense, yeah. It, it just happens, whether it's people in businesses around here, local folks, people at the college, people at different institutions, they love hockey. And yeah. I am pretty openly, like, not the world's biggest hockey sure. fan. Like, I like to go to a hockey game. I like to go to a Comets game because I think that hockey, more than any other sport, does not translate from live to television at all. Like, I can't watch a hockey game on TV, but when you watch it live, there's something about that 
the cold and the atmosphere and the sounds of yeah. the skates on the ice. They're really like, man, this sure. is a visceral experience, and that's really cool to me. But a lot of guys come in here and just love hockey, and I always make them pitch me on why I should be watching more hockey. I think you got a great venue in the in the odd. I don't oh, yeah, think that people sure. will experience mm. that. I don't think that same experience is is across the country. We're, mm. we're very unique in the yeah. environment that's created out there. It's mm. a great size for our size city, mm-hmm. um, and it, you know even if it's it holds close to four thousand, but if it has two thousand in it, it feels just like oh, it's full. Yeah, that four thousand. It's a great venue. Feels a lot bigger. Yeah, than it really is. exactly. So it's it's an awesome yeah. awesome venue. So since we're talking around it, why don't we get into uh, the the major event? That's March twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Is it at the odd or is it at? Yep, yeah, right at the odd. So the NCAA Division three Men's Hockey Championship. Uh, again, this is this is a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, we've never done it before. Mm. The odd has never hosted Division three oh, yeah. Men's Hockey Championship. Before Utica College has never hosted a national championship before, mm. um, this is the first time in those respects. It's gotta be a little scary to a certain yeah, extent. sure. Um, <laughs> you know, you certainly want to put uh, your best foot forward. Um, sure. I, I think the nice thing about Utica is that every game mm. that we put on is uh, is big, mm. you know, and it, it, uh, there's a lot of fans of our, of our men's hockey program oh, in the yeah. city that come out and support us, and we're prepared. Oh, um, yeah. Our venue is prepared. Uh, we have one of the best in Division Three, if the best in Division Three, and, and our and our city loves hockey, so oh, yeah. and it's a great uh, marriage. And I've said it to many people before, and you know, you can agree with me or not if they want to. But I always say that you know, people love the comments. They love it, love it, love it. But the comments exists because you see reminded everybody that people in Utica loved hockey. Like the Utica College pioneers are, in my opinion, again, this is just my opinion are almost directly responsible for why the Utica Comets are as successful as they are. Yeah, it, it, I mean, our, our coach, Gary Heenan, did an awesome job. He really did. Building that venue back up to where, um, you know, there was, it was packed. And, and uh, you know, that certainly is, is something that people probably maybe noticed. And um, although I, I don't think, I don't know that we're directly responsible, I think it certainly provided a, an atmosphere for... Mm-hmm potential for oh yeah he's a uh he's one of my shortlist guys i'd like to get into one of these days yeah yeah he'd be a lot of fun he's a great guy uh he he's uh i've worked with gary ever since i started here 12 years ago he's he's awesome i did have the voice of the comments uh ray biggs on he was yeah no i mean ray was my intern (laughs) he's quite the uh, he was my intern when he was in college and he's uh he's he's doing an awesome job what a i mean what a quality announcer he is and he knows He's forgotten more about Division Three oh, hockey than you and I will ever know. He's encyclopedic so. in that way. He was—he's one of those kind of. When I met him, I said, "Oh yeah, this guy—he's the right guy." For yeah, this and he's going to be doing—he's going to be there for the national championship, awesome. and he's going to awesome. be doing a lot of it's stuff great... down there. So make sure to, to follow him along. So where can people uh, look up more information about this? Are you guys posting on Facebook? Or yeah, on website, yeah. Or? So you know the. You can certainly find uh, information on NCAA.com if you navigate certainly. to ice hockey. You can find it on UCPioneers.com, our website, mm-hmm. um, if you navigate to, to hockey. Um, but, the, but the majority of the details are what you what you talked about here. And you could go to Ray's website, D3Hockey.com, because they're oh, like yeah. up to the minute oh, following yeah. all the teams. <laughs> um, but March 24th, 25th, there's the semifinals on the 24th. Uh, it's all at the odd. Uh, all the teams are staying at the Radisson. Oh, nice. So we're all right downtown and, you know, bringing um, people down there and, and different uh, families from across the country are going to be flying in. Uh, we think we're in a great 
location for this and right off the thruway major airports less than an hour away on each side of us um we're there's going to be two teams from the West, and there's going to be two teams from the East. So we could see uh, a team from Wisconsin out here nice. alongside a potentially Hamilton still in it. Yeah, Hamilton. So they're, they're uh, you know, we're, we're, although we're sad we're not in it's it as Utica College right still, but we're certainly pulling for those guys. Of course, of course. And, um, Local pride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Local pride, my man. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Local pride. You got Hamilton. Uh, some of the teams, some of these yeah. folks in, in the East might know Hamilton. Trinity, Trinity is out of the the this the east. Mm-hmm. We also have still playing Endicott, and um, there's one last team still playing uh, Norwich. Norwich, so so I do have a couple non-hockey related questions I wanted to pitch at yeah, you before we get to uh, before we get to the final part. I was doing my research as I mentioned. Uh, I saw you were in the Boilermaker last year. Is that you on there? Or is yeah, that- yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's it's. What an awesome experience. First of all, I've done it three times, three yeah, years in I'm a row. Three. Yeah, I'm on three in a row. Yeah. I'm on three in a row. And now, uh, first year was me and, uh, like, one of my buddies. Sure. You know, we ran side by side. Next year, a couple other guys jumped on. Now I have people coming in from Pennsylvania uh, to yeah. run it this year. My family always comes. Um, I just just got a house over in West Utica oh, nice. and uh, I'm going to host them there this year which I'm excited about. We have a little more room to uh, host a bunch of people. So, I got a full crew coming into yeah. Utica for the Boilermaker and Heck yeah. they love it and and I'm excited about it. Always. Actually, it's funny cuz uh, the marketing director for the Boilermaker Jordan Peters was on here a few weeks ago and I was sort of like casually telling him I'm like, "I don't know if I'm going to do it this year." And he's like, "What do you mean you're not going to do it this year?" I'm like, "No, all right, all right, all right." All right, all right, all right. I can't I know. I was trying to get him a rise out of him, you know. Get out and run. <laughs> And then also, okay, this one might be way off. While I was scrolling through to check out some stuff, I saw a picture of you on what looked to be a stand-up stage. Something about Phil Pardo. You, you know what? Um, Jamie Clary, my girlfriend, went to school with Phil. Phil, but, yeah. But also, um, the gentleman's name is escaping me. She worked at the gym with uh, a gentleman who's kind of blown up in comedy right now uh, from the area. Oh, he wow. lived in Whitesboro. He's not originally well, from Phil's- this area. So no, I'd have to look up the names. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I, just, I thought you had some secrets. We were going to funny. Career. No, no, we were at Funny Bone uh, <laughs> supporting a friend. <laughs> I'm a big stand-up comedy guy, so I was like, oh wait, does he got like some secret? Like, no, <laughs> uh, the names just slip in my mind right now. And, uh, James, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll reference some. That's all right. I know all those guys pretty well. Uh, all right, so. It is time to get into the lightning round. Uh, before sure. I do, just one quick shout-out again. March 24th through 25th uh, at the Utica Odd uh, NCAA Division Three Men's Hockey Championships hosted by Utica College. Uh, we're very excited for it. Go to the websites. Go to Facebook. Go to the NCAA website. Find out. Tickets on sale. All that good stuff. All right. Gil. Gil, 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 Gil Bergmaster, it is time for our lightning round. These are the same six, seven-ish questions we ask everybody who's been on the show for about 40 to 50 weeks. Uh, first one, <clears throat> if you could have dinner with any person, living or dead, who is not your family member, who would you choose? Wow, tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> living, living or dead. Living or dead. Could oh be anyone. my goodness. I wasn't ready for this. Mm. I'm not uh, <laughs> not prepared. It's, t- it's a tough one. I, that I, is a tough one. You want to come uh, back on it? Yeah, you yeah. We'll come, come back on that. Come back all right, all right. So, pass. I'll get <laughs> hard pass. I like it. Uh, all right. So, in the morning, uh, Gil, when you wake up, how do you take your coffee? I take my coffee with light cream. Light cream. No I'm sugar. Trying to watch. Mm. No wait. No wait. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm tempted to give up 
the sugar as I drink this large McDonald's soda yeah, during our interview. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what was your first automobile? A uh, Chevy Corsica. Chevy Corsica. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Is that a minivan or is that the? the it was sedan? like a four-door sedan. Four-door sedan. All right. Yeah, it was like a little box. Mm. Yeah. Are you still driving that out? I didn't look outside. It could still be out. No, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the bungee gave loose on the yes. trunk and yes. you know, of classic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you may or may not have taken your Chevy Corsica there, uh, but what was your first live music concert? Ooh, first live music concert. Mm. It's probably, uh, you know, I don't know if it was my first, but I went to a really cool, I went to the, uh, it was Dr. Dre and Eminem. Yes. Up and Smoke Tour. Up and Smoke Tour. And, Classic. And uh, they, those guys, I mean, the, it was a star-studded <laughs> oh, yeah. cast. Uh, and we, I don't know if it was my first, but it was a Rochester high school mm. thing when those guys were just mm. on top of the world. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that was a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a blast. So that was, yeah. you know, a memorable one, and I've, I've been to a, a, f- a few more. Before I forget, when you were out in Rochester, did you ever go to the Bug Jar when you were out in Rochester? Yeah, yeah. Good place for live music. Yeah, uh, cool. One of my buddies plays yeah. out there in a band called Cavalcade. Cavalcade. Good band. <laughs> I'll have to uh, shout out. I to definitely, I played a show out there a long time ago. Me okay. and when I was playing in the bands, and I was based out of here, but we went up there, and I remember the Bug Jar being one of the more friendly places we've ever played. Yeah, it was a, like, they got a nice little stage area yeah. off. Off the side and the really, it's really nice. Really so. cool folks treated the bands really well. We and that wasn't always common in the early two thousands to sure. go to like a bar, play Makes original sense. music, and have them be nice to you. So Makes sense. Uh, so similarly along those same lines, give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Uh, I'm pretty much doing uh, standard. Standard TV stuff. Yeah, yeah uh, pretty boring. Walking Dead. I watched last night. You know. Uh, I actually, I get in this argument all the time. I, I liked The Walking Dead for about two and a half seasons. And they've, it w- they've jumped the shark. Yeah. It wasn't even that so much. I felt like at a certain point I stopped caring if anyone was going to live or die. Except <laughs> Daryl. Like, I just loved Daryl. Yeah, yeah. But after that I was like, I kind of don't like anybody. Yeah, I think I'm just in a routine <laughs> where I enjoy something on Sunday night and that might be the one. To be to be fair, I said that about Entourage for like the last yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even like this anymore. I'm just watching it <laughs> to watch so, yeah. it. I went back and rewatched it a few months ago. I was like, this wasn't terrible. I didn't, I didn't, this is still hard. Uh, so, um, alright. So, I've done this one a couple times with people. Shoot. And I think the way I set up the question scares them off. I usually set it up with, you are the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. You are defending your championship. You're walking down to the ring with your belt in the air. Mm-hmm. The crowd is cheering you on. What theme song is playing in the oh, background? goodness gracious. Uh, the problem with this lead-up is that it leads people to say the Rocky theme song a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to say any sort of sporting event where you have like a walk-up song. If you're a baseball guy, you said, right? All right, yeah. so you're a baseball player. You're coming out to home plate. You're, uh, you're tipping your hat to the crowd, right? <laughs> you're tapping your bat on home plate. Little wave, little quick wave. We'll take your hat off. Yeah. What song is playing? I, I mean, I, I think Enter Sandman's a good <laughs> Enter classic. Sandman. <laughs> uh, Mariano Rivera played that um, when he when he was uh, coming into close games for the Yankees. Oh, yeah, classic. I can go. That's a pretty That's pretty good. Pretty straight game. shooter. All right, I like it. Um, uh, do you want to go back to the dinner question, or are we going to... Do we wanna... Who would I have dinner with? I mean, we don't have to. We can skip. Right you know, it's 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 good. You're making me think about this. <laughs> it's um... not one of the standard <laughs> six. That's why I don't feel bad if you want to do it. You know, right now you you gotta wanna maybe go have dinner with Donald Trump. I would actually. You know, I know a lot of people would be offended by that, but I'm actually I would be fascinated. 
Yeah, and it's not <laughs> not because I'm left, right, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It just that uh, he's going through uh, going through a lot, and you'd be interested to talk to him. I've got no. I got to be honest, and I I don't like getting super political on this show. We've we've made my show uh, like our show very. We've been pointed about that in one way or another in the past, and now it seems kind of irrelevant. I feel like I'm after the election. I'm a little like gun shy about saying I feel good about either side anymore. I'm just sort of like. Ugh. Anyway. It's just how I feel in general. But no, I I, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> All right, and um, so besides obviously uh, hockey, Chevy Corsicas, and the Up and Smoke tour, uh, before I let you go, uh, Gil, give me one more thing that you are passionate about. Oh, jeez, I I enjoy spending time with family and friends, and yeah, that's important sure. to us. Uh, you know, I enjoy when I can get away from work and, and do some of that stuff. So you know, that's something I'm passionate about. I I ski. You know, I'm pretty standard, pretty, pretty straight line. What's wrong with that, man? Pretty straight line stuff. <laughs> Nothing wrong but, with uh, that. You know, I, that's uh, that, that's me. And I, I really enjoy Utica. I think you guys do uh, oh, a thanks, great man. thing. Thanks, You're doing man. a good thing for the community, and uh, this is awesome. A lot of fun, and I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate that. Sometimes, uh, especially with podcasting, I've talked about this many times, so I won't go too deep into it. But it's not always totally. I'm not always totally sure what the scope of who we're reaching is. Like, sure. You know. And I, most of the time, I, I get it from either Twitter or emails more than anything else when people say, like, you know, thank you for talking about this or thank you for discussing And that's usually when I feel the best about it. But, you know, sometimes I just I just do it because I feel like someone's out there listening and maybe, maybe something good will come from it. But. Yeah, you know, and, and if, if anything else, um, you know... It's cool what the whole Made in Utica thing oh, is, dude, is yeah. awesome. I yeah. really can't I can't say enough about it because I I really I love Utica. It's been, oh, now dude. my home after eleven years and great food, great people. Uh, I I you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody you know. It's 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 just awesome. Well, I'll tell you I, I've told this I think I've told this story on the podcast before. You know I, I've I've mentioned that when I left Utica to move to Brooklyn, this was two thousand seven two thousand eight. Uh, I had I was kind of done with Utica. I was like, I don't want to stay here anymore. Like, and this was kind of a downtime for Utica anyway. The early two thousands were not a great time in terms of like Utica feeling good about itself. Like, it was sort of the real low doldrums before it seemed like hey, maybe this isn't things are getting okay, right? So for a long time, I had this negative. Like, I was glad to have left Utica. And when made in Utica, because I wasn't in a founding member, I joined it in two thousand when I came back from New York. So let's say two thousand middle two thousand five maybe. Uh, two thousand. I'm sorry. Twenty fifteen. Sorry. Two thousand twenty five. They like, said, "Wow, no, you guys because they started in twenty no, no, fourteen." <laughs> was they said so? Probably the middle of twenty fifteen. I had just come back from New York. I knew a couple guys who were in it, but I had known about the Twitter handle right when I was in New York, and I remember my first initial thoughts were like, "Made in Utica? What, what, is, this, what is this crap?" Right? And for a long time, I was just kind of cynical, like, and and over time, as I got to know really what was going on, and I started to pay more attention, and I started to know the guys, I'm like, oh, no, I, I understand what's going on now. And I wonder sometimes if people have the same reaction that I had, right? If people are like, made in Utica, blah, 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 blah. and it isn't, you know, I think that sometimes people are, there's still a little bit of hangover to be down on something. Do you know what I mean? Just sometimes. So. I hear you. I hear um, you. No, but it, the, the positivity behind it, I think, is yeah. awesome. And yeah. you guys are, are part of uh, what's you know special about this place. So. No, thanks, man. I, yeah. that's, that's, that's real nice. I appreciate it. It's a long outro for once. Again, March 24th, 25th, uh, NCAA Division Three Men's uh, Hockey Championship uh, presented by Utica College live from the Utica Odd. Uh, Gil, it was a real pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your Monday afternoon. I really appreciate it. Will do, it. yeah. Thank you. Folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment.
Okay, and uh, one more time, thank you to Gil Birdmaster. Birdmaster. And, Birdmaster. Uh, I It's a great name. And, uh, and again, check out March 24th, 2050, NCAA Division Three Men's Hockey Championships right here, Utica, New York. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, another person trying to pitch me on hockey. I oh, man, for them. all the hockey listeners, though, that's a good get. They should go check that no, out. It's going to be a cool tournament. We've talked about it. I love the fact that our listeners are so into hockey. It's great. I'm trying. I'm trying to at least understand more about it so I don't feel so, like, dumb when how I talk. Mag- how magnanimous of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, because it seems like today and yesterday were very busy, big-time days in history. Big-time history days. A lot of stuff to cover. So we're going to break it down a little differently this week. Okay? You're a little slower on the history lesson. Oh, speed them up. <laughs> speed them up. Uh, on this day, uh, 13, uh, March 13th, 1781, William Herschel discovers Uranus. I'm going to forego any Uranus jokes here, although they're never not funny. I'm sorry. It's always funny to make a Uranus joke. Uh, I am under the impression that you were like me and you believe that Saturn is the dopest of all the planets. Uh, Saturn is pretty great. It's a little bit of a glory boy planet, I would say. You don't think Jupiter is a glory boy uh, planet? No, no, I don't think so. I think Jupiter is very much what Jupiter is. Not trying to show off with uh, fancy rings. I don't think Venus gets enough respect. I'm a big fan of Neptune, I was going to say. Neptune is all right. Neptune's got a great name. Um, it's very mysterious. I like Venus is interesting to me. I like Venus. I mean, Saturn, they're all good planets. What's the worst planet? Oh, man. Uh, is, it Earth? is it us? Yeah, probably. <laughs> is it I us? mean, which I don't know which one's shooting all the trash into space. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's true. I don't see the rest of them the space trash. Um, do you think William Herschel understood that Uranus would become like this sort of like ha ha snickery thing? Like, nope, no, never understood. No. Never could no. have understood. Different times, man. Terrible. Uh, uh, you discover a planet in the 1700s. I know, right? <laughs> With like a tiny like telescope in your backyard. What did you guess? <laughs> yeah, I saw this blue something, and I said, "That you know what? I think that's a different planet." Hmm. What do you know, William Herschel? Uh, so on this day uh, in 1868, the impeachment trial for Andrew Johnson uh, begins. Only the one of two U.S. presidents to go through the impeachment trial. Him and Slick Will. Um, so, <laughs> so today, it's funny that this came up today because uh, while I was in the, the classroom today, one of them, the kids were working on this project in their social studies class that they've been all working on today, and it's basically the ABCs of like United States government, right? <laughs> and, and, and and like you right, and each uh. letter is like a thing. Like A is for John Adams, the second president, you know. And you know they had to pick the things, and I somebody picked impeach and the problem was you had to write like a little like what is impeachment impeaches when there's blah, 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 blah. and then it's like now draw a picture of impeachment and every kid over the last year is like what do i draw for this and i'm like i don't know <laughs> what do you just what do you draw to represent impeachment uh so i've had i had a struggle with that with the kids like just draw like a pin that says like impeach clinton he's the one what who got impeached pin? what do you draw a pin like a circle like a circle pin right just make like, a circle I don't know. What are your kids? It's high school. Uh, you know? What would you draw for impeach? I couldn't think of anything. I, I thought maybe like throwing somebody out the door represent like getting them out of here. That was about it. Just I think you should make some sort of pun about like peach is the fruit. Like, you work in a whole different thing. Just peach, inside impeach. 
Inside peach and mint <laughs> tea, perhaps a delicious tea. I got nothing. Nah, peach would be hard. That's a weird one to pick, though. Like, that's I know, a strange was, thing yeah. to pick for I. You would think maybe, like, independence. I did have one kid. I don't know what I got, really. I did have one kid who's like, could I just write impeach Trump? I was like, you can. I'm like, should you? I don't think. Well, I'm sure your teachers will think it's funny. You know, we're all liberals. Right. We're, all, we're all liberals, but. I'm not saying you shouldn't go in that direction, but you just need to try a little harder with yeah, the joke, try, kid. Try harder, kid. You can Get something that. else. You got, you're on to something. Speaking of tryhards, on this day in 1965, Eric Clapton left his band, The Yardbirds, to go on to a solo career of mediocre guitar schlock. Oh. That's right. Not oh. a big. Hey, okay, yeah, sure. Listen, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Clapton guy either. But the, for the same mediocre guitars. No, 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 no. So just, half the bands you listen to don't even tune their guitars. That's the whole point. Pavement though. doesn't tune the guitar. It's meant. That's the whole point. We can't actually play. So if we tell people it's this way on purpose, nobody will notice. It's meant to sound a little bit out of here. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I joke for. I joke for purposes. I'm not a big Clapton guy. To be Me totally either. honest, I've never um, heard like he's a very good player. Like I'll see him play. I'm like, oh, you're very talented. But he doesn't really have a lot of songs that resonate with me all that much. I've made this comparison before to John Mayer, and they're both really really fascinating really excellent like top level amazing guitar players and i think they got sort of like badly labeled almost for what they kind of guitar players they were because of early successes and the kind of songs they wrote that got popular like right. eric clapton is an amazing guitar player but like the songs that are probably his most famous songs are probably the ones that are the least like technically showing off how good of a guitar player he is like john mayer the same way like you talk about like your body is a wonderland or like the hit John Mayer songs. What are the hit John Mayer songs besides that? Like, uh, I haven't listened to a John Mayer album in a long time. You know all the hits. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like, why you Georgia? You got a written the other inside one. of your notebook. Right <laughs> in the cover, you've got little John Mayer quotes and hits. JM plus SF heart around it. Yeah, I got it in there. Uh, but I do think, like, John Mayer is kind of grossly underrated for how good he is because he gets sort of miscast as this, like, sort of pop balladeer type guy. And I think that probably happened a little bit to Clapton, too, over the years. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Sometimes I think it's easy for guitar players playing to get put in the back seat if you're trying to get the guy over yeah. as, like, a pop star. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, on this day in, uh, we're going back. Oh. In, in 1879, Albert Einstein was born. I got no jokes. My second favorite scientist behind Tesla. I suppose Einstein seemed pretty tight. Who's your seventh favorite scientist? Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, on this day in 1950, the FBI uh, debuted their most wanted list for the first time. I don't know who was number one. I went to look it up, and I forgot to get the answer. I assume it was probably Al Capone, right? What year? 1950. I think he was long dead. And he's dead by then? Yeah, certainly. I'd have to do the research. But 1950, first ever most wanted list. I can't think... Is that a thing that probably still exists that I've never thought of? Oh, yeah. Now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can look that right up. You look it up like... Everybody's got them. They've even got, like, you'll have, like, I'm sure, like, the New York State Police have a most wanted list, I'm sure. The FBI has one, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do Those we have are still a, a big thing. Do we have a Uticast Most Wanted list? The Uticast Most Wanted, what do we want the people for? Like, do we That's want these question. people jailed and drawn in quarter? Or like our Most Wanted guest list? Our Most Wanted guest list, I we guess. We should draft a I Uticast Most Wanted, top ten Most Wanted guest list. Yeah. But they have to be, like, within reason. Oh, because if they were not within reason, we could come up with an excellent list. Right, as well. you can't. Yeah, because you can't put like, oh, I want you know, like Paul McCartney and Barack Obama. Like, that's not real. We we should do top ten unrealistic. Uticast interviews one of these days. Like, people we'd... Re like, if we had no chance in France to ever get them, but, like, we'd really want them. Right? Right. I think it'd be fun. It'd be a fun list. Not right this minute, because I don't have time to... No, certainly not. Because <laughs> well, that list, you know what happens. You'd go through it, take two minutes, you'd be like, yep, that's about right. Well, you know, anybody...
Yeah. It's more interesting than trying to have to find somebody who's not as, you know, with a if you've got mm. smaller parameters of where That's and fair. which to look. I could say if that was the case, then that the Chibani guy. I'd love to talk to him. You want that Chibani guy? I want that Chibani guy. Is that your guy. number one? He's your number he's one pick is the Chibani guy? He's high on the list. Is he number one? I don't know yet. He's not my number one scientist. That's what you mean. <laughs> what you mean. Uh, all right, so uh, on this day in 1964... Uh, Jack, How is there another one? There's two more. Uh, what? <laughs> Jack Kirby... Oh, sorry. See, you blew me on, Jack Kirby. Jack Ruby. Good. Jack Ruby was sentenced to death uh, for the murder of Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, he then died in jail three years later. Jack Ruby, as wink, I mentioned... Wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> he died of lung cancer. For any of you hard conspiracy theorists out there, a lot of people say that... This was all part of the conspiracy. He never had lung cancer. Never I, had lungs. I never had lungs to begin with. The lungless man. That's why he survived so long. Um, I just think Jack Ruby has a great name and is one of the more interesting like conspiracy subplots in, in our country's history. That's the only reason I brought it up. Great name, Jack Ruby. That's fair. Eight letters. <laughs> strong. <laughs> what are we counting? And stay tuned in segment three where we count. And finally, this one's less of a history lesson and more of a segue into something I was thinking about uh, on this day in 1992. 25 years ago, we celebrated today, the 25th anniversary of my cousin Vinny. And it got me thinking to myself, I love Joe Pesci. I think Joe Pesci's kind of an underrated actor. You're not wrong. We watched that list on what Mojo. I watched Mojo last week. It was like uh, actors we most wish could come back. I think that Pesci, I wish I saw Pesci in more stuff. Yeah, that'd be really good. I wonder. I wonder why he doesn't do it. There's probably like interviews available. Why bother? I suppose if you're him. You got a lot of money at this point in time. What's your best Pesci movie? Is it Goodfellas? <sighs> no, probably Casino. Are you Casino over Goodfellas? Have we had this talk before? Generally, you don't have any any of that trash Ray Liotta stuff going on because he's the worst. Really, not a Ray Liotta guy. Not a huge Ray Liotta guy, but. Um... I do like him in that movie. It's, I mean, yeah, he's he's fine. It's tough to pick one Ever over the other, Lincoln but... <laughs> I'm sorry. Leota is just such a soft spot for me. I find him fucking hilarious. You're... I'm sorry. I dropped my one F-bomb for the show. You're sick. I find him to be... He's a... You're right. He's a terrible actor. But he's good in Goodfellas. He's right for that role. He fits that part. I don't like anything about him, though. Like, I don't like his face. I don't like the way he talks. Like, I'm really... I'm low on Leona. <laughs> Jimmy! Jimmy! It's, um, I mean, it's still a great movie. I don't know if I pick... It probably depends on my mood. If I pick bowl. Casino over... Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Long time ago. Where's Home Alone slot in for you? Top towards up there. <laughs> in the top, right? Up there. He's, it's funny because that was my first exposure to Joe Pesci in my life was Home Alone. It was the first time I ever saw him. Because I saw that movie when I was probably, what, five or six, whenever it was out. Oh, man. So I liked him a lot then, and now it's hilarious to go back and watch him and imagine, like, imagine being in, like, the movie going public back when Home Alone came out. And you're like, yeah, I saw Goodfellas. I saw Casino. Oh, you know, saw Raging Bull. And you're like, well, he's in what movie? And then he's out there, and you can just picture him as, like, this terrible mafia guy, but he's, like, a kid. Yeah, he's just a jerk. He's so funny in that movie, too. Like, everything he says is, is like, a laugh riot. Just anytime he's in pain. He's one of those He's one of those actors where it comes down to just, like, his, like just the way he says stuff, any words that he says are yes, going to be funny. all the words. Uh, all right, so that's all the history lesson. It's a little different today, though. Tried to change it was, up. What was, what was different? It was just more. I tried to add conversation pieces into him afterwards, as opposed to just hitting a bunch of facts. Oh, are we not supposed to be... Having conversations? You don't always. I, well, I tried to... You know, you know what I mean. All right. I, let's, I, I, I don't. I'm trying to get to the I'm, bottom of this. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is, uh, this is an interesting story I saw today. I thought it was funny. Uh, I don't think you were a Tinder guy in general. I don't no. think I've ever seen you on Tinder. I've been on Tinder before. I enjoy it. Always swipe right if you see me, listeners. I don't mind. It's okay. We can talk on Tinder. Um, 
However, Tinder uh, announced today that they may be starting a new uh, a new branch of their Tinder called Tinder Select, catering to the rich and famous. So basically, like a specialty niche Tinder that like checks your income and job status. So you honestly, that's probably really smart. Yeah, that's a really smart idea. Um, yeah, good for them. I mean, because I, I would imagine if I'm somebody like say that I'm. You know, say we were talking about like you know baseball season coming mm-hmm. up. Like, say that I'm a you know a relatively well-to-do professional baseball player. You know what I mean? Say you're doing like a Bryce Harper or somebody like that. Maybe not even that famous, but somebody who's got like moderate name recognition among fans. And you go out. You don't really want to just jump on regular Tinder. Like people who have a lot of you know assets and a lot of this really wild mm-hmm. life and all these wealth. It's good for them to find a way to get just within their circle on things like this because for a lot of people you probably can't just throw it out there and be like, hey, I'm Julian Edelman here, I am on Tinder. That's you know true. what I mean? I feel like Julian. My other side of that is like I feel like, and I understand the thing. It's like if you're a celebrity, you're kind of isolated from the normal folks. Like, yeah. You know, but like I feel like if you're Julian Edelman, you don't have to go use Tinder to go meet a girl. You could just walk into a bar in Boston and say, "I'm Julian Edelman." True, but I think I think or the, just stand there because people think know the, who you are. I think the joy of the Tinder is though, like you can do it like, I mean, they can be sitting like in the hotel room. You can just sit there and be doing well, doing other things and multitasking. Oh, believe you know me, you mean? don't have to avouse me on the joys of Tindering. I'm a big fan. I like Tinder. Tinder's hilarious. I believe it. I, I believe it. Tinder it seems... is Tinder is definitely uh, comedy gold. It's also it's different here than it was in New York, certainly. Oh, I believe it. Uh, but it's I get a, I get some enjoyment out of Tinder. Uh, I thought of a couple uh, a couple ways that they could also go with this, right? To do like more different niches. Uh, so here's two that I came up with, just just off the top of my head. Uh, Tinder grab bag, right? So instead of right, so just chance it out. No pictures, just the name and the na- and the age, and then. The, the blank face, like the... Like, Never. Just, Never. No, 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 just, just take a shot. That's, that's so up your alley. <laughs> just take a shot on the name, it's all right. All right, how about that? You don't like that one? Okay, so this one I think I need to rename. Uh, the idea the idea is like Tinder Select, because Tinder Select, which is the name of the thing, to me sounded like... A chicken sandwich. A crappy beer, right? Like, ugh, Budweiser Select, Tinder Select. So along the same lines, I'm like, well, if Tinder Select is more limiting... Uh, Tinder Heavy would be like the original formula. So my idea for Tinder Heavy was you can't turn any of the filters on. It's it's you can't turn you can't pick anything out. Everybody who's on Tinder, you got to swipe through every person, no matter what, no matter what age, no matter what sex, you've got to run through everything. Like ultimate Tinder. I feel like you're gonna get the wrong people looking for the wrong thing at Tinder Heavy. <laughs> it's true. So any other off-brand Tinders you could think of, you could feel free to slap on. But I think I nailed it with those two personally. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you keep this corner of the show all to yourself. All right, good. Mm. <laughs> okay. So um, we've talked a little bit about uh, drugs on this show in sort of offhand ways before. Uh, Amy was on a few weeks ago. We had a serious conversation about like the dangers of addiction. Uh, we've talked about marijuana legalization. We talked a lot about drinking because apparently everything that made Utica does, we talk about drinking. Did you know that? Did you know we only talk about drinking? Is that so? Apparently. I've been told on the internet. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's wrong. No. Feel free to come talk to me about it. Wrong said. Anybody. Well, any, well anyhow, uh, and it's it's not wrong. Like, there are more than 2 million people right now in this country who are considered people who struggle with drug addiction. That's just the United States. Yeah. However, while I was doing some research today and looking up, I noticed there are a lot of things that people get addicted to that are not inherently, quote-unquote, Drugs. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I found a list of the seven most common. Again, these are just a few. There's probably a million more than this, but these are seven of the more common things that people can get addicted to that aren't 
drugs. Okay, uh, hit So me. let's start off with the first one. I referenced it earlier. Gambling. This is an easy one. Gambling, look, I've never had a lot of money. <laughs> look, look, listen, look. I've never had a lot of money, right? Right. Never to the point where I thought, you know what a good idea for me is? Is to take this money and chance it on, like, a horse race or a sports bet, right? Okay. However, I do like poker. I do like to gamble a little bit. I like CeeLo. I like craps. I like dice games. I can see where it could go downhill very quickly for me if I had more disposable income. Gambling kind of scares me in that way. I turn into a degenerate very quickly. I can see where the K-hole starts for gambling, right? Like, gambling is kind of insidious in that way. I don't know if you ever gamble. You gamble guy at all? No, I hate gambling. And I'll tell you why I hate gambling. I don't like to lose money. Like, if I go somewhere, like people be like, yes, oh, wrong. let's go to the casino. And this isn't so much a thing. Like, back when the casino was pretty much just the casino... Right. People are like, oh, let's go to the casino. And I'm like, I don't want to go. Because if I go and I bet $20 on some whatever game, whatever I'm going to play, and I lose that $20, Sam, I am mad as hell. Oh, pissed. Yeah. Because I used to have $20. Yeah. Now I don't. What did I get? I played. So it doesn't appeal to me, but I can see. I mean, I've seen it happen to people. I know tons of people that are wildly addicted to gambling. Yeah. You know, to varying degrees. Oh, yeah. Even if it's just people. You know, how many how many people out there you think of buying like four or five scratch offs every day and play quick draw at the bar every time they go to the bar? Well, it's crazy. You can be a successful gambler and still be addicted to it right you yeah. can make money and still be addicted to it and that's where the problem comes in all right so let's move on then uh sex addiction very common one yeah uh, i feel like the problem with sex addiction is that a lot of people don't take you seriously if you say you have sex addiction because they're like oh what a shame do you know what i mean but like yeah. it's <laughs> i think it's like sort of a like mm, okay mm-hmm. sex addiction huh yeah that was like because it was like a popular thing for like like when tiger Woods said it, it's like okay tiger are you sure you're a sex addict right, right? but uh you know I guess... I guess Actual I sex addiction see. is very much a real yeah. thing. Yeah. Very Scary. much a real thing. But the point, I mean, it really... And you see it affects the shit out of some people's behavior. Oh, yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. it tough to ever have a real, mm. honest relationship with anybody in your entire life, you know? Mm. And it's because it sort of gets, you know, shoved off. It's not like saying, hey, I'm addicted to heroin. You're like, hey, I'm addicted mm. to sex. But you're like, whatever, close your legs, yeah. together. Like, it's not the way it is for some people. Yeah, it's dangerous. You know what I mean, like to a certain extent, and I think that's one of the things. A lot of notice. people do use it as an excuse, though. I think there's no question <laughs> yeah, for about sure. that. I do think though that that's kind of a common theme when those with the rest of these as well. Like these are ones that I feel like people sometimes don't take seriously. Like the next one, uh, video games. Look, man, I play some video games. Oh yeah. Uh, I feel like sometimes though, and I'm aware of it sometimes that I'm playing too much video games. I bet you that there are people who are less aware of how much time they're putting in. Or not even that. Or not. You think about it. You play the couple games you like, and you'll get in, you know, hard jags, especially, you know, you just got this PlayStation, so obviously you're playing, Mm -hmm. it's on. Strong. But, like, these people who play, I think video game addiction starts to come in where it's these people who play, like, these fully immersive RPGs where they're, like, spending real money. Like, yes. I was looking at, like, League of Legends, World of Warcraft. I think that's what I'm talking about. But, like, that kind Yo, of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where it's, like, you could be a professional gamer if you're good enough at it. Like, stuff like that. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I'm not into that kind of gaming. I like my gaming to have... That's the type of stuff yeah. that seems like it'd be addicting for people because oh, you yeah. can spend 24 hours because it's just fully immersive, like, real time like that. Um, I'm gonna blow past this one. Plastic surgery. Uh, again, I what? get it. Dumb. Uh, I probably the same thing with the uh, tattoo thing. Like once yeah. you start, it's kind of hard to stop, I guess. Sure. But uh, I don't know. I don't have that kind of disposable income. Fools. Uh, binge eating. Come on, I, I get it. That's a huge yeah, one. I, that, I think that probably gets mm. less um, less credit or respect than almost anything you're gonna find on the list for people. Binge eating goes hand in hand with a lot of other things like depression and yes. like uh, anxiety. 
So very much. So. Uh, I think it's sort of forgotten along with as a side effect along with other things you may give more precedence to, right? Yeah. So well, a lot of people like to hold like a, a moral, a sort of moral superiority, and like mm-hmm. sort of flog themselves off over like, oh, why don't you have some self control? Like, oh, you should do it. I can mm-hmm. do it. But like, once you get like your food and your eating habits tied in with your emotions, and oh, yeah. you're on a negative emotional track, that yeah. stuff happens to people. Uh, shopping, another one. I, I, again, I don't have a lot of money, but I can see where if I did have lots of money. How good did you feel when you bought that PlayStation the other day, though? I didn't. I gotta be, no, I really didn't. I thought about, like, how much I spent for, okay. like, the next two days. And I think that's, that's the line if you're that kind of person, right? Yeah. I'm the kind of person who will spend money and then think about the money I spent until I forget about it. Right. right? Until, so, that I mean, that's, but that's just me, right? Don't get me wrong. I love playing it and playing my Fallout and my FIFA and I like being in the new world and not feeling like I'm like hanging on to the old crap and I feel like a little like it's I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. But there definitely was a, a part of me because I said it to you, if I didn't go get it on Friday, it would never have happened. Because I would have just sort of like, eh, just wait a little bit to the next paycheck. <laughs> then I wouldn't do it. I would you know what I mean? Like, it just never would have sure. happened. Um, you know, whatever. Impulse buy, but not impulse buy, but I, I don't know. Been talking about it for a long time, so I don't feel so bad about it. Um, well, right, you should. You've just done a full 180 right there. It feels good to buy stuff sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, this one is more of an obtuse one the internet, right? This is the newest... This this is less... I wonder if this is more addiction or more social integration or more a, com- a combination of both, right? Well, it's, like, tough. it's tough to just say internet because it's such a broad term. You know what I mean? Like, if you're addicted to, like, being, like, watching, like, YouTube all day, every day, it's all you do is watch YouTube, and somebody else is addicted to, like, uh, being on, like, some website or some app all the time. Those are different things, but it's still the same kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. being addicted to the internet is, like, very broad, but I say, like, certainly an addiction, like, technology and screens and, you know, social media plugging in, I can see that for sure, especially among younger people who are sort of brought up with it. Well, especially when... You know, again, I work enough in the classroom where I'll, I see what happens when you take a cell phone away from a kid and the way they're connected to it. That's an unhealthy reaction to having something taken away from you. Do you know what I mean? Sure. The way that some people react to things. That's That does sort of seem to me like a sign that the way society has integrated all of our technology into the world we live in, that it does sort of feed into this like information technology addiction that exists. I just don't see if there's an easy way to, to get around it because of the way that we have integrated technology yeah. into our lives. It's it's an interesting, it's a dual-edged sword if you will. If you will. I won't. You won't. I won't. I will not. All right, so uh, that was it, man. Episode 90, we made it. Hey, made 90 it in the books. The 90 in the books. Uh, so yeah, next week, uh, special guest third on the chair. Uh, the guys from Byte will be back uh, again. Uticast.com. Check out all of our... Backup episodes. All of them. All of them. They're all back 90 there. Deep. Uh, 90 deep. 90 episodes. All back. I know. New servers to store all the data. Uh, follow Kevin. I wonder if that's how that works. I don't, I don't know. Follow Kevin on Twitter uh, at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me at SF Doom. Uh, follow the show uh, at Uticast or on Facebook. Uh, send us a like on Facebook. Hey, send us some Twitter likes because we're at 916. Doesn't sound like much, but if I could get up to 1,000 before episode 100, that'd be kind of trill. I think that's a new campaign for the New campaign. Weeks, get us to 1,000 by 100. I like it. 1,000 um, by 100. So, yeah, folks, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, 315 Live, Made in Utica. Uh, folks, it's been a real pleasure. We will catch you next week. Thanks again. Mm-hmm. Oh,